This is Jen from Grace for Single Parents, where your parenting and God's grace collide. Welcome back to Grace for Single Parents. Today, I have fellow single mom and author, Nikki Henderson. She's the author of My Greatest Blessing, Memoirs of a Single Mom. How are you today, Nikki? I'm doing good. How are you, Jen? Good. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm looking forward to our conversation today about maintaining joy. But before we get started, would you like to tell everyone a little bit more about you? Sure. So I'm, as you shared, I'm a fellow single mom. I've been a a single mom for 14 years now. I have two boys, uh, 13 and 15 now. So I'm busy in sports and basketball, whatever you name, they're doing it. Um, But it's, it's been an amazing journey uh, with them. And alongside, I I say, I start off saying that's who I am because it is a beautiful part of my life. Alongside that, I love to write and had the opportunity to release um, three books so far. This last book is My Greatest Blessings, where I actually talk about single parenting and what's that journey been like, uh, as I've also been a mom of preemies and, and how I got through those seasons in life. And then on the side, I do this thing we call work. Uh, and uh, lead in corporate America. And that's got its own um, journey as well. But just excited about where where um, we are right now as we talk about maintaining the joy and balancing all of these parts of our lives. And so that's me in a nutshell. Great. One thing I, I follow you on social media. And one thing I really love is how you post pictures and you talk occasionally about having a good relationship with your boys' father. Yes. Yeah. I actually have a a chapter in my book called the enterprise of co-parenting. And because we, we forget about that sometimes, you know, it's us against the world, but as we parent, there's this enterprise of people that are there. And sometimes if it can be dad, that's great, but it may be grandma, auntie, cousin, you know, friend, and this enterprise, it, it literally is this, this whole support system that we pull up. And so through, in my book, I actually share about how we try to build that enterprise, um, even shifting life so that we could be closer and, and co-parent. So it, it's journey. Of course, never nothing's perfect in any, any enterprise that you build, right? But um, it definitely is. I'll, I definitely love to share that part of the story because where it's healthy and safe, it is a good thing. Yeah. And that'll be such a gift to your boys now. And when they get older, I'm sure they'll look back at how you and their dad handled themselves. So I just think that's wonderful. So do you want to start us off talking about joy in our current season? Yeah. Two years pandemic, two years and, and going on and, and walking through this time, I can imagine if our listeners that are out there, I know that everyone has a story, right, on how they've been walking through this time. And then capitalize that with being single, being a single parent, and now you are the sole protector, right? You're trying to protect from this unknown thing called this virus. You can't see it, you can't track it, and you're you're hovering to do that. And then to stay afloat with the change in economy, the change in um, just, family being more isolated and unable to connect. I just saw my family yesterday for a weekend after eight months 
of being unable to really travel for safety. Mm. And so in the midst of all of this, how do we maintain our joy, our strength, our rest, our self-care? What is that pulse check like? What are we really feeling under the surface? Um, we're going, we're going, we're doing, but what's really going on underneath there, right? Right, yeah. And I think back to when the pandemic first started, it was overwhelming to feel like you're the only one making the decisions for your kids. And although we're not in that place anymore, I think that a lot of us have still carried a lot of that anxiety or that feeling that we have to take care of everything. And for the reality for a lot of single parents is they do. And it is hard to just balance that. Absolutely. And the, and the pandemic only magnified um, the potential to feel alone in the midst of it. And then I think that there was some new strength that we got through this too, as well. Right. Um, We, we never um, may have never really parented through such a crisis in, in, and while we're, coming over the hump, yes, there's still these lingering things. And if we're not careful, we'll kind of stay in the mode of, of the strain, what I call the strain, you know, and, and that's, that's that pull. A strain is just an excessive demand. That's what it means in, in Webster's term, Miriam Webster's term. It's an excessive demand. And there is an excessive demand on us uh, on a day-to-day basis. And I think our emotional and physical health is going to be paramount. My sons typically, our children read us. They know us. They know us. Uh, They know when uh, we're doing well uh, with things and, and when we're not. And can, especially depending on their ages, right? As you, as they get older, um, they're more, but certainly um, I have this portion of my book where I talk about rest for the weary. And I would always tell myself on Monday, I'll rest Saturday, right? We have these projected rest periods. Oh, I'll get it in on Saturday. I'm going to sleep late. I'm going to do this. But Saturday has its own demands. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday has its own demands. And, and when I don't um, balance that effectively, I become out of balance in essence. And that's where my strain comes in for sure. Yeah. So what do you do on a daily basis to help yourself relax or de-stress? For me, my potion, my, you know, my cup of tea is, is a walk. I need to have some form of a walk. I don't care how, how hot, uh, I'm here in North Carolina at this time, but I'm from New York. I'm, I'm a New Yorker. And so if it's 30 degrees, which it has happened here in the South, I'm still walking because that's my way of kind of releasing, prepare my mind for the day ahead. Um, the day starts really early, right. And it ends really late. Um, I told a story in my book before my two boys were younger that at 4am I was already you know, packing the bag and putting them in double strollers to get to uh, a job across in New York City, leaving New York City to go to New Jersey. And it was a comedy of errors every single day and trying to balance that out. And so I had to find ways to be, to center uh, myself, you know, um, 
besides walking, there's all these other things we can do, even if it's just five minutes to sit back and to listen. How often do we listen to ourselves? We get five minutes and we're on the phone or we're filling in a blank or a to-do list, but how do we take five minutes and say, you know what, I need to, I just, what, am, what, is, what is Nicole, what is Nikki saying in this exact moment? And those are some of the ways that we can do that. Yeah, I, I love being outside too. Just, I feel like I connect better with God in, the, in nature. Yeah. And even if it is just five minutes now, I live in Kansas, so cold can sometimes be under zero degrees. So I can't always go outside, but I do try to sit next to a window, you know, and let the sun come in or just the brightness from the snow or something with no phone or anything electronic near me. But like you say, even just for five minutes, it makes a huge difference. It does. It does. I think about the scripture, you know, Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, where it says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Like that was in rest is important to um, this strain that, that we're talking about. And, and so we have to prioritize it for ourselves uh, even when it seems impossible, it really does. And, and we might have to pray and say, open a door of rest for me, show me the strategy because everything, every strategy I had did not, is not going to work for a fellow single mom or a single dad. Um, sometimes you have to get on your knees and say, God, show me what what my strategies are, how will I get through this season and come out on top? Because ideally you don't, you know, I don't want to look like what I've been through. Meaning if I've been through a whole lot, I don't want to look like that. I believe that in the midst of what we go through, that we can be refreshed and, and um, come to the top and, and still have all of us, all of me, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, uh, through, through coming into a place of rest with, with God and with ourselves and with our children, teaching them to rest. Yeah. How do you teach them to rest or put down the phone or <laughs> mm-hmm. I have teenagers too. It's harder. It, it's harder maybe to get them to do things without the electronics, but it's a different kind yeah. of hard than when they're young, when they're younger, it's really, I feel like it was more emotionally tiring. And now it's more mentally, mentally tiring as a parent. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was kind of, so throughout the years, I've been that parent that overdoes it to just to keep them busy. And so I was kind of filling up all of my time, free time with parks and events and Everything, every Disney show that came to town, I had tickets. It didn't matter what I had to sacrifice. It didn't matter if it meant no lunch for me that week and and eating out at work. I was going to that Disney show. They went everywhere. And in so many ways, I was kind of teaching them how to constantly fill time. Mm. And as I've gotten wiser and as they've gotten older, I'm learning how to just let Saturday be Saturday or let Monday be Monday. There's no need to fill and overcompensate. And some of that was when I look back was my own desire for social, for having um, outings. For instance, 
I wanted to go out to eat. And so I took the kids with me, right? <laughs> hey, I want a burger out, you know? And um, beauty of that is I didn't sacrifice experience just waiting to not be a single parent. We, yeah. we can't do that too. So there's, there's two spectrums. You can't sacrifice experience waiting for some special day that you're no longer. I enjoy my sons and us doing things and having, and yes, you could date and all that. And you're, you may remarry all that great stuff, but what are we doing in the meantime? I enjoy it. Let's, what can I do um, that I, that not put things off. And so I've found the balance between still experiencing life, but still knowing when to just take it easy a little mm. bit, you know, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. I think this last Saturday was the first time in a very long time that I did not have something planned with the kids, whether it's their plans and I'm just driving them or just something right. on the calendar. But it was really nice because there was about two hours where all three of us were just hanging out in the living room, just talking. I mean, we, you don't have that time, you know, when you're structuring right. your days so much. So it was really nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and our children and the older they get, they, they know, they know their situation. They meaning that they know that it's me and mom or not leaving out all the dads, it's me and dad. Mm -hmm. They, they understand that they see that clarity and as they grow, it's even more important for us to make that time as well with them and so that they can see where we are. And so I'm, I try to be transparent as much as I can. You know, one of my sons, he's really quiet, but he's always listening. So I, if I'm on the phone, I got to pick and choose my conversations because he's He's got it down packed. When I get off, he knows everything, every situation. He's very quiet, but he listens. And so what is he hearing from me as I go through the strain? Is it, oh my goodness, I, I just can't. Oh, these, um, believe me, I talk about in my book where I call my mom, they were toddlers. I called my mom and I was on my knees in front of the bed. And I said, I can't do this. And I was trying. She was like, you can and you will, right? And so what are they, I would rather them hear me, you know, on my knees saying I need strength, right? Than for them to hear the burnout and my lack of desire to want to be where I am. And we have to be careful that the strain doesn't infiltrate the relationships. How do I detach and this is tough to do and I struggle with this daily. How do I detach my work stress? If you're in the work, if you're, if you're working or any type of stress, financial stress, how do I detach that from Joshua and Jeremiah? They are Joshua and they are, all they're meant to be is my joy. And when I looked up, when I was writing my book and, and um, God gave me that title, My Greatest Blessings, I looked up blessings and single parenting and found very few connected Google search outcomes. And that was, I challenged, as I wrote that book, God challenged me to rethink and detach the strain 
of my journey from the beauty of my blessing. And that thing, I'm telling you, Jen, that thing has reinvented who I am as a mom. It reinvented me. I'm telling you, the minute that you you see it for what it is, it, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. So how do you do that? How do you disconnect the two? Because I think you know, we don't have anyone else to step in and, you know, if you're getting upset or your blood pressure is going up another parent to step in and be like, Hey, go take five minutes. I got this. So how do you do that alone? It is an awareness. I think it really has to be an awareness. And that means that you, you go to bed some nights saying, Oh, I could have done that differently. That's a really good sign. If, if at the end of the day, you realize that there was some interaction that you could have done differently at home. Um, and mind you, now our children are not easy pieces of cake. I'm sure we have some listeners who have easy, but I tell you, every day is not easy. And so there are things that are going to trigger me, right? But at the soul of it, I still have to discipline, you know, I still have to, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to take that game, I'm going to have to do whatever, got to keep those grades up. But at the soul of it, there's this innate joy, right, that flows. And when I think about the gift of them, and I think that's where I had to detach my story from my identity, meaning every single mom gets to their place in a different way. Some single mom or dads are are single by choice. Uh, Some it was divorce or it may have been widowhood. It's some form. And whatever your story is, if, if divorce was, my story was divorce. And I had to see that that was one thing that happened in my life. And my children were, an outcome that are my blessing forever Mm. for as long as I live. And one thing does not define the other. Actually, some of the strength that I use to get through one aspect is the same strength I use to parent them through this time and through life period. So I think it's all about awareness, Jen, honestly, I think it's knowing that at the depth and core of it, that I want to have, um, you know, Bible talks about joy, you know, that I want to have this innate joy um, in my parenting to carry me through it. Yeah. And I know that I can see what you're saying about the awareness first, because I remember many nights being upset, going to bed. And it was like, wait a minute, I should be upset with myself for yelling. And because mm-hmm. I struggled for a long time with the yelling, but you yeah. know, that then isn't just to shame you, but to then ask for forgiveness, not even, right. not just from God, but from your kids as well. And the more you're able to do that, I think the more God helps you along those ways. And even your kids will, if, I mean, I told my kids, I'm having trouble yelling and they would call me out on it. And Mm -hmm. it was actually pretty helpful. Just, you know, Mm -hmm. all of that together. Yeah. I, 
I love that you shared that tactic of having them. I had this when they were younger. I mean, I would just, I felt like I would blast off into space. Imagine two small boys um, running circles around you. And um, one day I just got this download. I, I, I believe it was from heaven who <laughs> said, when you're getting ready to go there, just drop to your knees. And as soon as I would start to feel like I'm drowning, I would just drop to my knees and I would just start to pray. Okay, Lord, I need help right now. I need it. And me and my sons for a minute, they were like, wait a minute, what just happened? They're used to the reaction. And I started, I did that for a while. And then before I knew it, they were dropping to their knees with me oh. and we were all, and it, of course it, it didn't last forever, but it was just one way that um, I sought to counter it's the, the truth of the matter is like, we're so human and we're so human. I'm going to say that one more time. We're so human. There's no special like um, magic thing that comes over us and we're just able to float through this. It takes a lot uh, to manage you, much less, forget it, just managing Nikki is a job, right? We we're, we're thinking about our weight. We were, what are we going to do next? What's our next thing? And then say that now you have others to manage and you have to be uh, balance that out. I had two premature children. So we're starting off rough um, and, and getting through that and, and finding at one point, you know, I was managing my son's weight and managing and going through all those programs. And so if, and, and I say weight because um, it makes me think about that scripture about, you know, weight to lay aside every weight um, that, that besets us in, in Hebrews 12 and one, you know, let, so that um, we can run the race with endurance that God has for us. This is a race. And it's not just a race to college. I can't wait till they go to college. Cause now that I've known other moms and dads, they say that ain't, that's not when it, it that doesn't finish anything. That just elevates your, their needs potentially. Mm. Um, so it's not a race to the finish line of parenting. It's a race to being the best us that we can be first for us, because I had to first position and say, Nikki needs, I gotta be the best for Nikki first because self-care is not selfish, it's important. And from there, if I can do well with me through rest, through managing stress, through all of that, now I, that trickles into my parents and it trickles into all the other, my relationships around me. Um, but it's got to start first with me. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say to someone who's listening and does not feel joyful as a single parent? What do you think, like, what's one actionable thing that he or she can do? Yeah, I've, those seasons are real. Uh, I, I called it, what I called it was, um, I went through years of what I called resentful parenting. I didn't understand where was my white picket fence and my dog barking and the perfect life, right? And um, that, we've got to first get real 
and understand why we feel the way we feel. And I understood that that was why I felt that way, that there was some image that I created of what was going to be the perfect life for me. And that managing as a single mom wasn't, that wasn't ideal, right? And in that picture I created. Um, And so from there, that can deplete your joy. The energy of giving and not receiving. So you're giving, just think about you're giving emotion and love, but you're not being poured back into. Mm -hmm. So that within itself can deplete the joy. And then if you don't have, uh, for those that um, may have had their children in context of relationship, lack of support can deplete your joy. You can feel so um, underrated because of it. And so I'm throwing out some things that deplete our joy because in order to even become actionable, we've got to know what's, what's doing it. The source. Yeah. You got to get to the source. Yeah. You've got to start. I've peanut butter spread life over and over for many years. I mean, I'm, I'm good at making a sandwich. I can get the peanut butter and spread it and spread it and spread it. And reality is that underneath there, the bread is old. You know mm. what I mean? Sandwich not going to be good anyway. I can get peanut butter for days. But if the bread, if the source, if, if the things that I'm using we can't keep covering those things up and it's okay to get real with ourselves and with God. Um, and it, I've had a season where I got real, you know, I went through divorce counseling. There's, there's so many ways um, to be, to release and open up. And when you start there, out of that, you begin to find that that joy you know restoring the joy because it's there and and certainly when we go back you know I love the the name of your podcast grace um for single parents because grace is absolutely what we need and the beauty of grace is that it's not earned is that it's given to us the beauty of joy is that I don't have to necessarily earn it from anyone, that it is a gift that I can have in my life. And so actionable, start with the source, be real with you, um, be real. And then from there, if, if it's something else removing or depleting the joy in your life, there's some things we just have to say no to. There's some things that we just have to say no to. We're so good at yes. Sometimes we're overextended mm-hmm. and that depletes joy. Honestly, if you're overextended, if you're burned out, you might have to step away from some activity. I've had those seasons now where I've had to step back and say, not right now. You know, I got to stop for a minute and reset the button. And so finding that joy, it's got to be on the inside. It's got to be through that lens of grace. And going back to what I shared with the title of my book, the great, my greatest blessings, your children, children are a reward. Doesn't always feel like a big reward all the time, but it is a reward. Um, that's what the Bible says. says it's, in a, it's a reward. And so we, no matter what 
some some mother out there or father might be dealing with a child that has special needs. And that's heavy to carry. And you're caring and caring, um, but you're depleted. And so there's a need for stronger support. Tell, you know, tell God and tell others around you what you need for sure. Um, be willing to, to share that. So there's, there's so many ways, but I think we got to start at the source, Jen. Yeah, I agree. So I'm kind of curious because you said when we started that you did like a Google search of single parent and blessings and you didn't find anything. So now on the other side, what are some of the blessings that you would like to see or that you've experienced personally? As a single parent, I would say the beauty of watching my children grow, that's been a blessing. And so the flip side could be that I did not have my children within my custody, within my space daily. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a blessing to me. Um, The fact that I, I tell you, I've seen God provide for me in ways that are out of this world. And I believe that it's because of the need for my children, right? That it's never, I've gone through years where I talk about my book, I went in the supermarket with $10 and it had to stretch. You go through those rough patches and those rough seasons. And the blessing is you're, even if it gets really cold, somehow that something comes to to take care of you. And that's been such a blessing to me. And then lastly, I would just share the blessing is life itself. And my, I'm, I'm proud of myself that I've done this, that I've stood up to the plate and single parents out there listening and Jen and, and I, we've, I was, I started my book telling a story about getting my master's degree. And I was at graduation and the whole place is filled, stadium, you know, the, the gym is filled and the um, dean gets up and he says, you know, there are some people in here that have had to endure much to get here, that it took a lot. And now all my mind is saying, yes, I'm thinking about, oh man, those military parents, those military um, team members that have worked and done school. And I'm thinking about everybody else. And he says, single parents, I need you to stand up. I'm talking about you. And my legs were wobbling because I was getting ready to tell the whole stadium that I was a single mom. Mm -hmm. And I stood up and the tears fell. That's the blessing is that you've gone to school. You've kept food on the table. You've kept the roof over the head. You've tried your best to keep them safe and any sign of, of no safety, you, you were at it. You should be so proud of yourself. That's the blessing, right? Is that you've done it and you are doing it and you will, I'm going to get like my mom told me, you can, and you will, (laughs) you can, and you will non-negotiable. Those are the blessings. Yeah, that's great. Do you have any last words for single parents when it comes to finding their joy? I would say don't forget about self-care and and there's no boundaries. It could be reading a book, some of that I wrote down. 
um, dinner out with family, treating yourself to something. This morning I sat in a salt, Himalayan salt cave at a spa. Wow. It was, yes, it was, it sounds expensive, but it was $30. Oh. And for a short, for probably about an hour, I sat in there in a, in a very relaxing environment. It was a form of self-care. Now we know that we go to Wendy's and all those places and $30 goes out the drive through window just as quickly mm-hmm. as that. If, especially if you got multiple kids, sacrifice the 30 and do something for yourself. Get the pack of chicken from the supermarket instead for 12 and keep the 18 and go do something for you. Um, start a garden. Uh, take in a movie. If you love to watch movies, don't wait for someone to ask you out. Yeah. Go get a movie by yourself. Um, there's no limit to self-care is, is what I wanted to share. So as single parents, make sure we do that and ask God for the joy to remain and to stay. That's, that's important. And be conscious of it when it's depleting. And find ways to replenish through prayer and through faith. Yeah, that's great. Where can listeners find you? Uh, you can find me. So I have um, my book, My Greatest Lessons, Memoirs of a Single Mom. It's on Amazon uh, and BN.com. You can look under Nikki Henderson. Uh, you can also find me at My Greatest, Our Greatest Blessings on Instagram uh, there. And then also um, Mending Hearts Matters. That's also a website that I have there. So Nikki Henderson 46 is another uh, tag that I have on Instagram. So we can definitely uh, connect there. And thank you so much for the opportunity, Jen, to, to share on Grace today. Yep, you too. Thank you. If you're a single parent, I invite you to check out my free ebook, Parenting Alone with Confidence. You can find it on graceforsingleparents.com and it'll be in the show notes. Thanks for listening.